this week, it's all about UK rainfall. The synoptic setup for next week. This will then drive the jet stream to run across the UK, and that's why we are likely to see things turning more unsettled. The different types you may encounter. As the bubbles of air rise, they cool, and the water vapour they contain condenses into clouds. These have a distinctive cauliflower-like appearance. And the link between recent rain and Loch Ness. We were getting sort of 30 to 50 millimetres extensively across the UK, right from the south coast of England to the north coast of Scotland. It's Friday the 16th of October and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and this is Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. This week, we focus on the shift in weather patterns across the UK, changes driven by events on a global scale. Here to explain, meteorologist Alex Burkhill. Well, looking at the bigger picture, we have a relatively slack flow across the UK with high pressure generally in control. But if you look a little bit further afield, particularly higher up in the atmosphere towards the upper pattern, And that's where we see some upper troughing, both towards the northwest and to the southwest of the UK. So that's where we see some pressure decreasing. And it's this that's going to come towards the UK as we go through the weekend into the beginning of next week in particular. This will then drive the jet stream to run across the UK. And that's why we are likely to see things turning more unsettled. So in contrast to the weekend, turning wet yet again. So Troughs, even at high levels in the atmosphere, promote unsettled conditions. And obviously the jet stream does as well. So the jet stream's slack at the moment. Where is it going to be into next week? So as we go through the beginning part of next week, we are likely to see the jet stream running across the UK. And that's why things are going to turn more unsettled. There is some uncertainty as to the actual positioning and timings of any low pressure that comes across the UK. However, looking at all of our models, there is pretty good agreement that we are going to see reducing pressure. And so low pressure is likely to be in charge of our weather as we go through, particularly the first part of the week. When we forecast the weather for the UK, what we have to realise, we're not an island. And looking further afield gives us really good indications of trends which could happen in the next week, month or even three months. A few weeks ago, we talked about La Nina and the effect it could have on the UK's weather through the early part of the winter. La Nina is established in the tropical Pacific and that usually trends for us to have high pressure blocking pattern across the UK as we go through end of autumn and into early winter. So no, it's, it's no guarantee that that's what's going to happen, but it does look that it will be more likely that we're going to see that. So with that, we could see some drier weather, but also some colder weather too. Also, if we look at the Arctic Oscillation, the AO, and the North Atlantic Oscillation, the NAO, they're both negative. And so that goes in line with the idea that any low pressure systems that come across, any zonality that we have to our weather is likely to be relatively weak. And it also agrees with the idea that we could get something of a blocking pattern as we look further ahead through into November and beyond into winter. So whilst there probably will be some more unsettled weather to come through the end of October and into November, it does look like it'll be a little bit weaker, less stormy than it could otherwise be. Alex Burkhill talking to me earlier. 
While rain may be a familiar feature of the UK forecast, the various types may be less so. Every year, on average, it rains for 157 days in the UK, giving a total of 1,150 millimetres of rainfall. Rain is classified according to how it's generated, and there are three main types. Frontal rain. Frontal rain mostly occurs in regions of mid-latitude where warm tropical air meets cold polar air. When these two large air masses meet, warm, less dense air is lifted up and over the cold, dense air, creating what is known as a front. As a result, the warm, less dense air cools and the water vapour condenses into water, falling as raindrops. Where the fronts are large-scale systems being hundreds and possibly thousands of miles long, the rain they bring can extend far ahead of the front with the heaviest rainfall at its leading edge. Orographic rain. If you compare the orography or elevated regions of the UK with areas that experience the most rainfall, you'll quickly see a correlation. Mountainous areas close to prevailing westerly winds are most likely to experience orographic rainfall. This type of rain is produced when moisture-laden air is forced upwards over higher ground, producing cloud and potentially precipitation. The combination of orographic and frontal rain is known as the cedar feeder effect. This effect can lead to 10 times the amount of rain over high ground compared to low-lying areas nearby. It occurs when rain falling from advancing high-level frontal or cedar cloud falls into moist air below, washing out the droplets in the capping or feeder cloud covering the high ground. Precipitation over the high ground removes moisture in the air, creating a rain shadow with drier conditions to the leeward side. Convective rain. Convective rain is produced by convective clouds such as cumulus or cumulonimbus. Convective clouds form in an unstable atmosphere when bubbles of buoyant air rise upwards. This occurs when air is heated from below by warm land or sea. As the bubbles of air rise, they cool and the water vapour they contain condenses into clouds. These have a distinctive cauliflower-like appearance. Once the cloud reaches a certain depth or the cloud top temperature cools sufficiently, it will start to produce rain. Convective rain falls as showers with rapidly changing intensity. Compared to frontal rain, which can last for many hours, convective rain is shorter lived, lasting between 20 minutes to an hour. Mature cumulonimbus clouds can be tens of thousands of feet high and many miles in diameter. But unlike frontal cloud, they are relatively narrow. This means that convective rain falls over a much smaller area with clear spells in between, commonly referred to as sunshine and showers. Helen Roberts with that handy guide to rain types. So how much of the wet stuff can we expect to see over the next few days? Here's the outlook with Aidan McGiven. High pressure will continue to keep the weather fairly benign this weekend, but that doesn't mean it will be entirely sunny or, in fact, entirely dry. The high pressure is declining and, in its wake, we'll see a chilly northeasterly airflow 
And that will bring a lot of low cloud in from the North Sea throughout the weekend. The cloud thickest across central and eastern parts of the UK, particularly northeast Scotland as well as northern England, where there will be some low cloud covering hills and some drizzly showers, especially during Saturday. Further south, also, there'll be some showers coming in from the English Channel to affect southern counties of England. But the best of any dry weather will be across the Midlands, Wales, as well as Northern Ireland and Western Scotland, where there will even be some sunny spells this weekend. Now, overnight through the weekend, we'll also see the best of any clear spells in the west, and that means there'll be a touch of frost or a few fog patches as we start off Saturday and Sunday in the west of Britain. But for most, it's cloudy nights and cloudy days. By Sunday, another largely benign day with a lot of cloud cover and a few light showers. But the weather changes significantly. Monday onwards, wet and windy weather returns as low pressure turns up from the Atlantic. Thanks, Aidan. Rainfall was a key feature of our weather earlier this month. In fact, levels were record-breaking leading to some interesting comparisons with Loch Ness. Here's Dr Mark McCarthy. On the 2nd of October, we had Storm Alex, named by Meteo France, and that tracked across southern England, brought some very high winds, particularly in coastal areas, but also heavy rainfall across southern central England and parts of South Wales. That was the 2nd of October. On the 3rd of October, a separate system of rain came from the east and covered the whole of the UK. It's really notable uh, how extensive the rainfall was. So when we were looking at the radar charts, you could barely see the UK under the rainfall that was falling. So we were getting sort of 30 to 50 millimetres extensively across the UK, right from the south coast of England to the north coast of Scotland. And quite a few locations experienced their wettest October day. So having such extensive rainfall is actually quite unusual in a single day. If we take the rainfall across the whole of the UK for that day, we average it, we come out with a figure of 31.7 millimetres of rain across the UK. Now, to put it into context, for daily rainfall, we have a UK series going back to 1891. The 3rd of October is the wettest day in that series, beating the previous record of 29 millimetres set in 1986. So this was a very notable rainfall event, primarily for the fact that it was persistent rain over a very large area rather than intensive rain over any specific region. If we express that rainfall as a volume of water, uh, it comes in at around 7.6 cubic kilometres of water. Now that is more than enough to fill Loch Ness, which is the largest lake in the UK by volume. Dr Mark McCarthy. Before we go, Aidan is back with last week's highs and lows. Here are your weekly weather extremes from Monday the 5th of October to Sunday the 11th of October. The highest max occurred on Thursday in Rittle, Essex, with a high of 19.1 Celsius. The coldest night was heading into Thursday morning when Kimbrace in Sutherland recorded a low of minus 0.1 Celsius. 
Lerwick had the sunniest day with 8.6 hours of sunshine on Monday the 5th of October and the highest daily rainfall was on Tuesday at Rochdale in Greater Manchester which recorded 43.2 millimetres. Thanks Aidan. That's it for Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir. Producer is Adrian Holloway. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.